Hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that How I Built It is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. The word control evokes various thoughts and emotions, many of which are negative. Control is often associated with an excessive desire to dominate or dictate every aspect of a situation. The bad guys in movies and in real life desire control at almost any cost. Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars said the only way to improve life in the galaxy was for him to seize control. Thanos said the only way to save the universe was to control the population by controlling the Infinity Stones. Countless dictators and wannabe dictators have justified taking control because they're the only ones who can save us. It sounds micromanagey, almost authoritarian, when you say, I want to be more controlling. But control at the right scale is super important. If you don't control your car, your bike, or some other vehicle, for example, you will end up hurting yourself or someone else. In thinking about my yearly theme for 2024, a recent conversation I had with my therapist was top of mind. I told her I didn't feel like I was in control of anything. Not my health, not my money, not my time, or my schedule. And that's why I decided that my 2024 yearly theme is the year of control. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast that helps busy solopreneurs and creators grow their business without spending too much time on it. I'm your host, Joe Casabona, and each week I bring you interviews and case studies on how to build a better business through smarter processes, time management, and effective content creation. It's like getting free coaching calls from successful solopreneurs. By the end of each episode, you'll have one to three takeaways you can implement today to stop spending time in your business and more time on your business or with your friends, your family, reading, or however you choose to spend your free time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 400 of How I Built It. I'm going to tell you about my yearly theme, which I'm super excited about. You can read a full-length 2,000-plus word article in the show notes at howibuilt.it slash 400. I will talk about, you might be wondering, hey, uh, the last episode from last year wasn't 399, and I'll talk about that more in the pro show, where I will also talk about the yearly themes that didn't make the cut. So if you want to become a member and get access to ad-free extended episodes of this podcast, as well as weekly newsletters for members only, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash join. 
Starting this year, I'm also on Substack. So if you subscribe to stuff on Substack, you can subscribe over there. Or if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe directly in Apple Podcasts to, again, get those ad-free extended episodes. But for now, let's get to the yearly theme. As you'll see when I grade 2023, the year of budgets, it was a pretty tough year. I don't think I fared well. When I watch my kids play Super Mario Brothers, the NES version, naturally, they just kind of mash buttons and wonder why they died. 2023 kind of felt like that for me. I wasn't doing a good job of controlling myself, which is why 2024 is the year of control. But first, let's look back at 2023. So in grading the year of budgets, I want to be straight up with you. At the beginning of December, I would have called this theme a near complete failure. Sure, I read a couple of books like The Year of Less and You Need a Budget back in January, but I didn't really make appreciable moves until later in the year, much later in the year. Honestly, I didn't find You Need a Budget to be all that helpful. It seems like all they're doing is selling you a subscription for an overly complicated system, a system that I think only works in the way it's intended when you don't have kids, like most of those types of systems. But I also appreciate that I obsess over my finances more than most, and if you're not watching your finances like a hawk, the book is probably pretty helpful. Anyway, with that sidebar out of the way, let's look at what my main tenants for the year of budgets were. Number one was stop frivolously spending money, especially when it's scarce, by creating real budgets. And number two was properly spend other things of limited quantities, like time and patience, by budgeting my own time and creating better systems. So how did I do? Well, I have a scorecard, and you can take a look at that. It'll be in the show notes, but I'll just kind of run through that scorecard really quick. Uh, as a reminder, if you're looking at the graphic, uh, a white checkbox or the green checkbox is done, X is not done, and then that traffic light is half done. So here were my actions. Make a list of places I spend money and time. Check. Create budgets for common spending like groceries, outings, and childcare. I'm giving that half done. I didn't go all the way here, but I did create some crucial budgets. Uh, create time budgets for work and personal time. That's also half done. Time track. That is done. Stop spending my time where I don't need to. I'm going to call that half done, but it's, it's really like a quarter done. Practice emotional budgeting through mindfulness exercises. That's not done. And properly budget my energy by really understanding my green, yellow, and red zones. This is a reference to a Carrie Newhoff book I'm a big fan of. Uh, and that's not done either. Maybe that's half done. So those were my actions. And then for goals, put more money into savings. Check. Work on the things I need to work on. That's half done. 
be more patient. I'm calling that not done. Be in the moment, half done. Create a budget to spend time with people so I don't feel so lonely all the time. That's a really sad way of putting it, but I was very lonely at the end of 2022. Uh, That was not done. Uh, Lose weight, not done. Sleep more, done. And have more energy, half done. So if we make the half dones half points, it looks like I have a score of 7 out of 15. Less than 50% would be a failure in school. But luckily, I'm not in school. See, the great thing about a yearly theme is that it gives you the full year to make changes and better choices based on the theme. It's not necessarily about specific goals or streaks. A yearly theme is the anti-New Year's resolution, which means that if you fail in January, you don't fail for the whole year. It's about making good long-term changes. And in the past six weeks, I've lived my yearly theme better than I did the previous 46 weeks. What did I do? Let's look at the financial stuff first. I eliminated a large portion of my credit card debt and moved the rest of it to an 18-month zero APR account. I will pay off the card in less time than that. We also set up a reserve savings account for money for vacations and other events so that we'd use our credit cards less. In fact, for the first time in a long time, we didn't use our credit cards at all during the holidays. Number three, we moved 99.9% of all of our expenses off of our credit cards, which means we're not using them for anything at all anymore except the Apple card for app store purchases at this point. Number four, my business is getting the same treatment as far as debt goes. I moved money to a lower interest APR and I'm aggressively paying that off. Going into 2024, I'm very pleased with where the family and business finances are. I feel like I have the best handle on my finances since having kids. And looking at just those changes, the year of budgets would be a raging success. So here's what I did on the personal budget side of things. Number one, I started BetterHelp again. My wife said very bluntly in July that I needed to talk to someone, quote unquote. And so I signed up for BetterHelp that night, and it's been a godsend. Thanks to that, I've learned a number of things about myself, such as that I'm a highly sensitive person and subject to overstimulation. Knowing that, I've implemented techniques to help mitigate some of the issues that arise with being overstimulated. I do a shutdown routine every day after work so that I'm not thinking about work, for example. Next, I'm also spending more time listening to nothing or white noise. This helps me focus and, again, not have too many things happening at once. I would listen to podcasts while cooking dinner while my kids were screaming and then wonder why I'm overstimulated and just eliminating one of those stimulants has really helped. Next, I think this is number three. I'm time tracking properly. I'll outline my strategy more for my members in a separate video and post, But I'm using Timery, an app that sits on top of Toggle, one that I covered in my Favorites of 2023 blog post. And I'm using the Focus app on the Mac to help me be less distracted when I'm working. 
On my phone, I'm using an app called Screen Time Plus to remain more engaged with my family and friends. This actually blocks websites and apps a lot better than the Screen Time feature on iOS. I've also deleted all social media apps except Instagram, uh, and that's probably next, despite how good parent Instagram is. And finally, earlier this year, I got properly diagnosed with sleep apnea, something I know I've had for a long time. The proper diagnosis means that I got a CPAP machine, which means that I'm sleeping much better as well. And that was one of my big goals to sleep more. All of this makes the year of budgets sound like it was a big success. And it's true. There are a bunch of wins here. But on top of basically sprinting to the finish line as far as actually following the theme, I think there were a few crucial misses. I didn't make more time for friends. Not that I made less time either, but I didn't make more time for friends. I was still on my phone way too much. And earlier in this episode, I mentioned that this year was tough. I was sick a lot more than usual. The first half of the year got me thinking that I should fold my business and find a quote-unquote real job. And I put way too much of my business expenses on my credit cards, hoping that spending money would fix my problems. So I can't really give the year high marks. The overall grade is a C+. While the back half of the year was much better for my business, and I'm finally seeing good traction in my transition from web developer to podcast coach, it was still a very stressful year where I lost the thread on my yearly theme. If I hadn't quote-unquote remembered my theme in the past six weeks, it would have been an utter failure. But because I made such great strides, I'm at least going to give myself a slightly above average grade. And hey, it's live and learn, right? I'm going to take those lessons and move them into this year's theme, which we'll get to after a word from our sponsors. Look, when you have an online-based business, speed and reliability are the most important aspects of a service. Not far behind that is actually owning the website that your business relies on. When you own your website, you're not subject to an algorithm, changing terms, or accidental shutdowns. That's why I'm so excited that Liquid Web is back as a sponsor of How I Built It this year. Their cloud VPS is some of the best in-class hosting you can get when your business relies on your website. From speed to security and protection to regular backups, with Liquid Web, you can trust your website will remain in tip-top shape. Not technically savvy? Don't worry. Liquid Web offers fully managed hosting, which means they have a team of knowledgeable experts looking after your website for you, so you can focus on running your business. If you need fast, reliable, and secure hosting for your business, check out Liquid Web. Head over to howibuilt.it slash liquidweb today. Hey, real quick before we get back into the episode, I want to tell you about my free newsletter, Podcast Workflows. If you are wondering how I can successfully run this show, plus two other shows, plus run a business, plus run three children, Podcast Workflows is for you. 
you will get weekly emails with behind the scenes look on how I produce this show, experiments I am trying with other podcasts, and general advice to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. You'll also have the opportunity to become a member and get ad-free extended episodes of this show as well as bonus content. You can do all of that over at podcastworkflows.com slash join. That's podcastworkflows.com slash join. Sign up for free today. Okay, and we're back. So 2024 is the year of control. As I reflect on the year of budgets, I can't help but think control is the next logical step. If budgets are about understanding how you spend your time, money, and energy, control is about implementing those budgets. After all, a budget is pointless if you don't follow it, and following it means exercising self-control. So what's this yearly theme about? I'm going to take control of what I can and let go of the things I can't take control of. It sounds pretty simple, right? Except I have a hard time letting go of things, uh, especially if there's some injustice attached. If you are the person who is leaving your dog's poop in my trash cans, I will find you. But that is the healthy side of control, right? It's the idea that I know I can't control everything and trying is a waste of time and energy. It distracts me from the things that matter most. And while it was a joke about the dog poop, someone does put their bagged dog poop in my trash can and it bothers me. And there's probably no way unless I set up a camera and watch it all the time that I'm going to figure out who it is. Does it really affect my life that much? Am I diving into my trash can? Does my trash can smell like dog poop all the time? Not really. If I didn't happen to see it by looking directly into my trash can, I wouldn't have seen it. And so while it's annoying, it's not something that should take all of my energy. It's something I can't control. And even if this person is a dick, I can't do anything about that. And I shouldn't be spending my time on it. Now, what finally drove me to choose this theme was the Cortex yearly theme episode, where Gray, CGP Gray, makes two points that really resonated with me. The first was letting go of who we thought we used to be, and the second is the missing middle. Let's cover the missing middle first, because this is really interesting. I strongly encourage that you listen to the entire episode, but the missing middle conversation starts at the 54 minute mark. I'll link to that episode in the show notes. With a little help from ChatGPT, that conversation can be succinctly summarized as such. The missing middle refers to the phenomenon in economics and content creation, where mid-range products or content become less prevalent over time leading to polarization towards high or low extremes. Gray observes this trend along two axes or axis in content creation, high effort versus low effort and long versus short content. As a result, 
attention and viewership increasingly concentrates on content creators who align with these extremes, affecting the allocation of audience attention in the digital space. The conclusion is diversifying your platforms is even more important going into 2024. Relying on an algorithm is not good enough to build a business on. I don't think relying on an algorithm is particularly good for my personal life either. I feel like I let social media control my actions too much. I say things like, I need it for my business, and this person is wrong and I need to tell them as much. It's unhealthy and it's not correct. It's bad. I know that now, after many hours wasted on these thoughts. In fact, there are a number of personal traits that have changed about me over the last several years, which brings me to the first point that Gray made. Here's the quote from around the 30-minute mark in that same episode. Understanding yourself is surprisingly hard to do sometimes, and you really need to spend mental effort on really understanding what you're like, keeping in mind that your brain is also just delighted to trick you about what you really are like. Something has totally changed with me, and I was slow to recognize it. Gray recognized something about himself. In this example, in the bigger context of this quote, it's about when he best exercises. And he decided to let go of who he thought he was. This is a really important aspect of control, because if you don't understand who you are, you're not in control, and you're probably just fighting yourself. If you tell yourself that you are a morning person because all of the gurus tell you that you need to work at 5 a.m., but you really work best at night, you're not in control because you don't understand that about yourself. You're letting somebody else control your actions based on who they are, or more likely who they say they are on the internet. Conversely, if I tell myself that mornings are when I'm most productive, which is true, I believe, and my morning gets blown up for some reason, that kills the rest of my day. If I have an unproductive morning, I have an unproductive day. But what if I actually learn through this theme that it's not about the time of day? Maybe it's about some other factor that's within my control, like distractions or meetings or location. So how does this theme translate into actions and goals? The yearly theme is not necessarily about specific goals or metrics, but I do need to have some of those in place. Otherwise, it's just going to be like a big theory and I'm never going to implement it. So here are my initial thoughts. First, control my impulses. Impulses to eat poorly, reach for my phone when I'm bored or stressed, lash out when I'm angry, and more. Number two is gain more control over my schedule. There are several non-negotiables in my schedule, like school drop-off and pickup, for example. But there are lots of times where I prioritize someone else's schedule over mine because I feel like that's going to be beneficial to my business or my personal life or something like that. 
I need to stop doing that. Number three is improve my health. I used to think that if I didn't have an hour to work out, I can't work out. But I can make the time to work out, even if it's just playing the drums or using my desk treadmill. The mindset shift will help me make fewer excuses. If I'm just scrolling in front of my computer, I can pull out that desk treadmill and get a 20-minute walk-in. Number four is control my temper. Most people don't know this, but I can have a bad temper sometimes. Inconsiderate people piss me off and I get unreasonably mad. But there's nothing I can do about them. So I need to find ways to let that stuff go. Some of what I've done in the year of budgets will help me with this. Time tracking helps me understand where I spend my time. Doing a shutdown routine helps me control my workday instead of letting it control me by leaking into my personal life and my evenings with my family. But the actual actions need to be derived from four big questions I'm going to ask myself throughout the year. Number one, who did I think I was? Number two, what needs to happen to make me feel in control? Number three, what do I need to let go of? And number four, what distractions are making me lose the control I do have? The first couple of months of this year will be reflection. Then I'll take action, figure out what works, and repeat the process. I suspect I will ask these questions quarterly. In the meantime, I will continue to time track, manage my money, and work with my therapist. But that's it for my yearly theme of 2024, the year of control. What do you think? Let me know. You can provide feedback at howibuilt.it slash feedback. That will also be over at the show notes at howibuilt.it slash 400. 400 episodes is a huge deal. And I really want to thank you, the listeners, for your continued support over the years, as well as the sponsors who have helped me make this content happen. Because I got to say, if I was just spinning my wheels and I wasn't getting such great feedback and great guests and, and financial support... I don't think I would have made it to 400 episodes. So thank you so much. A great way to kick off 2024. If you want to get ad-free extended versions of this episode and every episode, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash join. It will have links for you to subscribe on whatever platform you're most comfortable subscribing on. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.